It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy Bear Motter from Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. It's the Thursday edition of Locked On Rams, and we got an awesome show for you guys today. Rams reporter Serena Morales is on the show today, so we're excited about that, kind of pick her brain on what she's seen so far in her first year down at training camp in Irvine. The boys were back on the field today, one of their last two days down at Irvine for training camp. And then they'll head back to Cal Lutheran, where everyone I'm sure is going to be excited to be back home. But they've had a good camp so far, and we'll talk about that some more. Before we get to all that good stuff, guys, don't forget to go hit the subscribe button on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts at. We are there. You can reach out to us at Lockdown Rams on Instagram and Twitter. Or if you're not on the social medias, you can hit me up on LockdownRams at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concern, we always encourage you guys to interact. We appreciate it. We enjoy it. Quick little side note about the network. Excited to see it grow. We're adding on some NCAA teams uh, here to the network, so they're going to slowly start expanding. So once we get some of here on the West Coast, some USC, UCLA, all that Pac-12, uh, we'll share it here, let you guys know as we keep growing. So don't forget to check out all the shows we have across the network got a really good lineup here. Matt Williamson of Lockdown NFL. He's having some great hosts every week. He's going to be having ESPN Mike Sando, as well as Pro Football Focus Mike Reiner, uh, former NFL quarterback Sage Rosenfels, and then one more guest that we'll be uh, releasing here soon as well. So go ahead and check that out. He'll be on the podcast sometime next week. Tomorrow we got Vinny Liar on. He is our Lockdown Fantasy. We're going to kind of pick his brain. Obviously, pretty simple when it comes to running backs and who you're going with number one overall at least for me that is i have my fantasy draft here in a couple weeks we already did the draft order release i'm picking fourth i think that's about three spots away from landing todd Gurley. fortunately my brother's got the number one spot so i hung out with him last weekend and i've been working different angles to try to figure out how i can move up to that one spot so if you guys got any creative trade ideas let me know well, as I mentioned earlier, the boys were back on the field down at Irvine for their second-to-last practice before they pack up and take off. Today, they did a full-on simulated game at practice. And when I mean full-on, they went into the locker room for 12 minutes, took that break, and came out. McVay talked about how he wanted to really have some of those younger guys understand what it's like to get off the field, hang out, come back, have to fire back up. Thought it was a good experience for not only those young guys, but the veterans that haven't really gotten to play. They got to simulate that as well at practice. Tyler Higby and Todd Gurley joined actually our next guest, Serena Morales, uh, after practice and kind of answered to the same. You know, talked about how it gave a lot of those players that didn't play last week versus the Ravens that opportunity to really kind of turn it up to that game feel and then go off the field and then come back out. When Todd was asked about how he felt about where the team was at at this point, uh, going through that today, uh, he basically said that it showed them they still had a lot of things to work on and that they remain to have things to do to continue to be great. So I love hearing that from Todd. He seems never to be satisfied as far as how the work is getting done. Very humble when it comes to that. So always encouraging from your all-star player that, you know, he always sees kind of like coach uh, that there's a lot of things to be done, but they got something special here, which is awesome. 
Couple other things that came out of camp today. McVeigh talked about how this scrimmage gave the special teams a great chance to really do some situational work. They got backed up against the end zone, we had to kick from there, they did a bunch of field goals, extra points punting, things like that. So he was excited that that unit got to really kind of get in there and, and crank it up again and, and get that live game action and really develop and put it into different areas of the game that they really haven't seen yet when you're going through training camp practice and you're setting up and just kicking. So that unit who's been very strong over the past few years, obviously Bones does a great job with that unit. Uh, great work for them today. We continue and expect for them to be just as good as they were last year. I mean, it's such a key part. You know, we look and we talk about how stacked this defense is and how stacked the offense is, but you forget how stacked our special teams is. Greg Zerline was the best kicker last year in the NFL, almost broke the NFL record for most points scored until he had uh, his back issue near the end of the year. Johnny Hecker, continual pro bowler, amazing kicks inside the 20. I didn't have to do as much work last year as he had to do two years before, but that's the way we like it. You know, have him be awesome, but very limited in his awesomeness. Don't want to forget about my boy Jake McQuaid. Gotta give a shout out to him. The long snapper always gets looked over when we're talking about the key pieces of the special teams. And if you guys didn't get a chance to get out to camp, he's one of the nicest guys too. I mean, he's always coming in and talking to people and signing autographs. He was an awesome, awesome dude. Sat there and talked for a couple minutes when we were out there, me and James. So want to make sure. So want to make sure he's in on the list too. And then Farrell Cooper, first-time Pro Bowler in the return, struggled in the playoff game, but I, I know he's one of those guys that just can't wait to get back out there, shake that off, and get back to work. Something that we talked about with Serena as far as Sean Mannion, can't wait for this Saturday to get out there. To kind of go along with that, there was a little bit of a scary situation today at practice. I believe Samson Ibukum had blocked Whitworth back into Jared Goff during practice. They asked McVeigh about it. They said, did you hold your breath for a second? He said about 10 times more than that. He was pretty freaked out. But those things happen during practice. And when you're going and, you, and you're trying to get better every day and you have to kind of hit and you know be physical, those things can happen. But uh, blessing that everything was all right. Speaking on the injuries, we didn't get too many more updates, but he did touch on Justin Davis, who left practice a couple days ago. Still a little banged up. Wasn't sure if he was going to play on Saturday. He kind of then turned that into could be a great opportunity for John Kelly to get a lot more action. You know, we saw a lot of great things out of him last Saturday. So another great opportunity for him coming up to get some more playing time. Obviously, we don't expect to see Todd Gurley, if so, on a very, very, very limited basis at that point. But John Kelly splitting time with Malcolm Brown on Saturday. Brown, who didn't see much action, I'm sure they're going to crank him up a little bit. If Justin Davis is out, they're going to have to spread those carries throughout. So expect to see him a little bit more as well. One more day of camp. McVeigh talked about it. They didn't expect it to be as grueling as it was today. Maybe even shortened down from their typical two hours to about an hour and a half. And then they're packing up and they're heading back. I think everyone on the team is excited about that. Training camp is fun to kind of bond, work really hard. But at the end of training camp, man, you're ready to probably sleep back in your own bed and get back to your routine and be with family, do all those normal things. So uh, good camp so far. We'll talk a little bit more about that with our guest Serena Morales just around the corner here. But before we get to that, guys, I want to talk about Vivid Seats. You know the deal. It's time to go get some tickets. Rams game's just around the corner. Saturday, just around the corner. Still tickets available versus the Oakland Raiders. This season, don't just sit around watching the Rams from home when you can be at the Coliseum. They're rebuilding it, though under construction it still seems but if you sit on the one side you get some awesome upgraded seats but you're going to want to be there cheering in person we need you vivid seats is offering the locked on rams listeners 10 percent off your first ticket order when you use the exclusive promo code locked on one word new customers only and the offer is good through the end of august so hurry up and go use that now 
preseason and regular season tickets are available. The Rams kick off their home schedule in the regular season versus the Arizona Cardinals, so go get your tickets now and you can be there for all the excitement. Go to vividseats.com or download the app. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON, again, for that 10% off your first order. The offseason is over. Training camp is just about to be over. We've got a few more preseason games to knock out of the way. The NFL is back, and Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game. Woo! Every time I do that read, I'm just stoked. I want to get out there, get a foam finger, and start yelling, man. Paint the face. Let's go. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take that energy. We're going to run it right into the Serena Morales interview. Guys, I'm super excited to have her on. Go give her a follow at Serena Morales on Twitter, at Morales Morales on Instagram. We'll be back tomorrow with that fantasy football focused Rams edition. So we're excited for that. But until then, enjoy my conversation with Serena Morales. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a post-mortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trail Blazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. We are super excited about our next guest. You may have seen her in the past as an anchor on SportsCenter, but we are now lucky to have her out here in L.A. as the L.A. Rams team reporter, Serena Morales. Serena, welcome to the show. How are you doing? What's going on? I, You know what? I listen to the podcast pretty often to just get, you know, prepared mentally for to become this this job. When I took this job, I was like listening to all the different podcasts. And you have one of the most distinguished things because you always go, what's up, Rams fans? It's your boy, Bear Motter. <laughs> so I was super excited when you were like having me on the pod. I was like, oh, this is exciting. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate you listening. Yeah, my, uh, my co-host James always says that he could if he needs to fill in, he's got the intro down pat. I've been doing it since the right. beginning. So. <laughs> so if you need me to fill in at all, I, I totally, I think I got it. You know, all right. Well, when I, when I look for my next vacation, I know who I'll give a call to. <laughs> cool. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, sorry I couldn't pick you up in a golf cart for this, but the, you know it doesn't handle oh very well God. on I-5, so we had to go through the, the old-fashioned way here. Golf carts are my life these days. I've been <laughs> in uh, many different golf carts. No one has stolen. Actually, that's not true. I haven't been driving any of the golf carts per se, but uh, I know that our media golf cart was also stolen at one point or another, so... I can't say I, I've been affected by the golf cart feeling, but I've been walking most of the time. So, yeah, you, know. you might have to do the, the Farrell Cooper and go get one of those little bird uh, scooters. Bird. Too. Yeah, he's flying around on those on those things like he, he literally just like I remember like, oh, hey, what's up, Farrell? OK, see you later. Farrell. <laughs> it's Sometimes good I'll see. hitch a ride. <laughs> it's good to see everyone's being safe. It was a couple of years on Hard Knocks when they like flipped one of those carts. I think it was Kenny Britt and somebody else. Oh and my so God. It's nice to see everyone getting safe back and forth <laughs> to practice. Everyone's safe. There's no cart injuries. So. <laughs> so I know you're originally from New York. How are you adjusting to Southern California so far? 
Yeah, so I I am. I'm from uh, the Bronx. I just moved from Brooklyn, actually. And yeah, L.A. is wonderful. I love the weather out here. I'm definitely adjusted to that. Um, I haven't seen rain since I moved, which is completely the most odd thing in the world. <laughs> I'm like, where's the rain? Like, I don't check the weather anymore. I just basically, and this is, yeah, I listen to podcasts driving, so I don't even mind the traffic, really, where everyone's like, oh, the traffic sucks. I'm like, I just put on a podcast. I'm totally fine. It's like I'm working and I'm driving at the same time, multitasking. So outside of that, and then, you know, being with the Rams, it's been obviously pretty exciting just to be with the team. Um, I'm definitely spoiled because I feel like I, I was hired with one of like the best teams in, in football as far as like, you know, the coaching staff, the trainers, um, even like the, the media group that I work with, where, like it's just top tier. It's like I just skipped the line and went to the top, you know, like I've got I'm the worst house on the best block. Kind of thing. <laughs> I'm just such a great group of guys. All the guys have been really welcoming. So it's been good. A positive all, all around. Well, awesome. We're glad to have you. Your energy comes through like crazy on all the videos you guys put up. So it's really good for Rams fans because, you know, you get good information and you feel like you're just talking with somebody. So you're doing a great job. We appreciate it so far. Uh, keep that up. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. You had mentioned to me the other day when we were kind of setting this up that you were going to head and visit the Coliseum. How's that looking? Is it ready for football on Saturday? What's going on with all that? Goodness. Yeah, the Coliseum looks uh, like it's under construction a little bit. I posted some photos of the Coliseum on uh, my Twitter account. It, there's definitely, like, I think the as far as the press box is concerned, we, we all have air conditioning, so that's a plus. Um, the fans will not have air conditioning, so it'll probably be pretty hot for fans. But um, it's just you're going to see this huge construction that's going on. So, I mean, it, it will be somewhat of a distraction but i'm hoping with like such a great game on the field no one will pay attention to it kind of reminds me of my syracuse days um i went to syracuse university and when you go to basketball games at the carrier dome they split the dome in half so football they have the whole field but for basketball games they split it in half and it's such an eyesore but it's also like you you if you're there you really want to be there you know what i mean so most of the core fans are like whatever i don't even care I'm in there. I love it. So I'm hoping, especially against the Raiders this Saturday, uh, it'll be, you know, some good fans. And I'm excited. And it's oddly enough, I, and I also tweeted this out, like a year ago, just around a year ago, I found out that ESPN wasn't picking up my contract. And so I decided to go to the Rams game. They were playing and I was just sort of like, yeah, sure, I'll watch some football. And just, wow, it was so wild. It was around a year ago today. And then a year later, I am going to be at the first you know game in the coliseum at with the rams so just an odd well, the world works yeah. in mysterious ways kind of thing that's a cool story though the cool how it, full, it comes full circle and sometimes when you least full expect circle, it it's sitting yeah. right in front of you yeah i'm like oh of course i was gonna be here <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So now that you've been around the team uh, for a while now, who are who are you most excited to watch this year getting out of camp and actually against another team? Okay, so I would say here's I'll think I'll put it through offense and defense because I feel like there's so many. Um, I would say obviously defensively because we're so hyped about the secondary. I love Akib and Akib Talib and Marcus Peters. Like I think they're going to be so exciting to watch. Those two, um, you know, around camp really don't separate from each other. Like when I did card talk with Akib Talib um, the other day, 
he, I, I told Marcus Peters, like, listen, I'm just stealing a key for a little while today. I hope that's okay. Goes, it's cool, man. I, I'll, you'll bring him back, you know, like, so that was something that, you know, like those two don't really separate, but at the same time, I, I just, I'm super excited to see those guys get on the field. Uh, he made a really awesome interception, which I called a pick six, even though people weren't really, you know, <laughs> trying to get too rough um, in, in practice. But, uh, you know, and then Akeem was like, oh, of course it was a pick six, right? Um, but I'm really excited to see those two, especially the mentoring of Akeem to Marcus Peters. And I think that Marcus is really, like, working in well with the team. And I feel like we also don't talk about, like, Sam Shields enough, who right. like has been great, very quiet, but I think he's going to be a great addition. And all those guys under Aubrey Pleasant, it's just like they're just a, the most exciting group to watch when you're watching them warm up and stuff like that. Um, pretty sad about Kevin Peterson, obviously, but yeah. I would say a keep to leave and and Marcus Peters are obviously the the top names that we're all throwing around. But nonetheless, I'm excited about them. I'm also pretty excited about Tamara Hemingway. Um, one of our tight ends. Um, I actually am going to speak to Tyler Higby after practice today. But, uh, you know, Tameric, like, you know, he, he had a, a good game, just, you know, the fact that he came back from injury. And he's kind of just been very excited. And, and I think he made a funny tweet, like, because he, he dropped uh, one of the balls in, in Baltimore. And he was like, what's up? Like, who cares? I'm nervous, man. It's yeah. first game back. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's just like – Right. Like, so I'm excited to see him, especially coming back from injury. You know, you're always kind of like, oh, man, you know, I can't wait to, like, get back on the field. So he's, you know, I've just seen him smiling around camp, and, and it's pretty cool to, to see him. Also on defense, obviously, Adamic and Sue. I mean, you see Sue and Brocker standing next to each other, and you're just like, holy cow. <laughs> With, like, these huge men, like, I would never want to be anywhere in offense on any other team because – you would just see such a fierce two. Wait till we get, you know, back everyone on that line. Like, that's going to be super exciting to watch. So I would say those are my, my biggest, like, and I'll, actually I'll give this one up. Um, Ethan Westbrooks, who had two sacks in the game against Baltimore. I just, he is another character who you see, walk, you know, around training camp, always smiling. Um, and he had a great performance in Baltimore and he was, Obviously, we didn't really start any of our starters during the Baltimore game, but he was there and he kind of, I was like, I talked to him post game and I was just like, hey, you know, as the longest tenured guy on defense in this game, you know, how important was it for you to show up today? And he was just like, man, it was, you know, it was nothing, but, you know, it was cool. And I was like, dude, you had two sacks in the game. He goes, yeah, that was pretty cool, right? So, like, you just see all these guys just starting to inch their way into getting excited. Um, as for the offense, obviously, like, can't get over the fact that Brandon Cooks is on this team. He and uh, Jared Goff have been so exciting to watch, especially during OTAs, which I know you've seen, like, videos and stuff of them. But, like, to see those two connect, to see the speed on, on Brandon Cooks is insane to watch in real life. Like, I feel like we're always going to have to put uh, slow motion on him just to for the Seriously. human eye to be able to catch up. So he's just so great and so I think I'm super excited to see him there. I've also seen a ton of great plays from Robert Woods, so that's going to be exciting to watch. And Cooper Cup, like those two have been running, but like they just seem very solid. Like everything, all the plays, like if they drop a ball, it's really like, but you made the right move to get there, right? And obviously we're practicing against the, like one of the best defenses, so I'm really excited to see Robert Woods kind of get out there. Cooper Cup is obviously a, a bookworm when it comes to football. 
and he's had some great moves out there. So I would say those. And then Tom really is just obviously like a specimen of his, own, of his own kind, right? And I like him when I've seen him in OT, um, OTAs, in training camps. He he always finishes, like, if he gets the ball, he finishes for a touchdown. Like, he always ends in the end zone, which is, like, awesome to watch him finish the play. Even though no one else is chasing him, he always ends and finishes in the end zone, which I think is really cool. Um, and obviously, QB1, Jared Goff, um, I've, I've talked to DeMarco far about uh, Jared, and when we were in Baltimore specifically, uh, DeMarco was watching uh, Jared and, and basically was just like, you know what's great about Jared is that he is has the same exact pace he had back in Irvine. So when he was, you know, we, we've been here in Irvine, there's been a very consistent um, pace of what he's doing. And when he got to Baltimore, it was the same. And so that's really cool to see. Like, he's very comfortable. Um, he's, you know, he has great jokes. Like, he's, he's really funny when you talk to him one-on-one. And so I, it's just I'm excited to see Jared really grow into himself this year, um, especially with the second year with this Sean McVay um, offense. Yeah, it's exciting to see Jared continue to come into his own and get more time in L.A. in front of us and opening up his personality. And I'm really excited for him as well to kind of come out here and do what he did last year and kind of prove a lot of people wrong in the national scheme who, you know, some are still underrating him due to the offense season and everything like that. But really seeing the growth and maturity since year one into, you know, now here uh, where we're at in camp. So excited as well. Uh, great breakdown on offense and defense. And you kind of finish on the quarterback position, which is a good little transition into my next question here. You know, after the tough loss, yeah. although it was preseason last week, there's been kind of plenty of chatter about the backup quarterback position. Uh, is there any feel from the team that there's a concern yeah. about that? Or do we just all need to pump the brakes and let things play out a little bit? <laughs> yeah, we totally have to pump the brakes. Like, obviously, uh, it wasn't the best game. But, I mean, it, we need to be fair and judge Sean Mannion when he has, you know, the O-line that we have, right? Like, we don't have Rob Havenstein there. We don't have uh, Andrew Whitworth there. Like, there's a big difference between, you know, having those trustworthy guys that are going to protect you. I thought Brian Allen did a great job. But, again, like, you're coming in as a rookie versus – you know, this is uh, Andrew Whitworth's 13th season, right? So, like, it's a completely different – also, he didn't have, you know, who I just mentioned, like the Brandon Cooks and right. the Cooper Cups and the girlies out there. And so I think, like, we totally need to just, like, maybe give him a, a you know, second chance over here because this isn't – this is obviously going to be a completely different situation. God forbid something happens to Jared Goff. Like, I really don't think that we need to freak out too much because – these guys are practicing again with, you know, one of the most genius offensive-minded coaches in the league, uh, with Sean McVay. Like, I'm really not too worried. I mean, they're they're definitely all getting their reps right now, but it's obviously all being very cautious with injury. And so I don't, I'm myself and you know Rams fans are the team here. I, Rams fans shouldn't worry, but the team I don't think is very worried either like we're all just getting our reps in and you know preseason <laughs> yeah well that's the good reason why we don't make those decisions out here in, in the fan world and we let the guys in the organization who you know been around Sean Mannion for a few years now and second year in the system with McVay yeah. and McVay always talks highly of him so we're all hoping that he can bounce yeah. back but you know that when you see that that you know really tough display uh, it does get the birds chirping because we've been so excited for football so we're, we're you know everyone's ready to pounce on anything that happens 
but it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun game on Saturday for him to go out there, and I'm sure he can't wait to get another crack at it and, and try to you know move the chains oh, a little bit sure. and score some points. We're going to step aside really quick for another word from our sponsors, but we'll be back with more from Serena Morales. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked on Fancy Football with your Locked on Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here a little bit. A uh, quick prediction from you. Uh, Rams record this year. How far can they go? All right. So they went 11-5 and five last season, won the division. So I want to go over that, right? Um, I want to give them at least 12 wins now. Like, I think that would be – this is good. I like this. Maybe, yeah. 12 wins for the season. I can't, I don't have the schedule in front of me, so I'd have to like look through who they're playing, but I'm going to go, they're going to have at least 12 wins, which is crazy. Who the heck, and, and this is me, this is my first time covering the team, so I, I've been calling myself a rookie as well um, throughout all this, but like, holy cow, like even just seeing some of the promise that we've had out of like the draft, which obviously like we're a third and fourth round picks, but like, I, I count Brandon Cooks as, like, the greatest draft pick, right? Because yeah. we got him um, in exchange for that first-round pick. But, like, who – I mean, we have such a stocked offense, and we were already a good offense going into last season. Um, everyone seems, you know, healthy right now. Sean McVay is being very precautious. Uh, Wade Phillips is an absolute genius and a gem to be around. Like, when I hear him talk, I'm like, everybody shut up. Wade <laughs> Phillips is talking right now. Um, and they, they all have a good respect. Like there's a lot of just good energy around this team. And I think once we get into the first game of the season, like it's going to just, I feel like that's it. Like, well, I'm going to start to feel it at that point too. Like, Oh, okay. This is real. And people are going to really like hyper-focus. You know, we see LeBron James sort of hyper-focus in the games. He's like, Oh, I'm about to take over this game. Okay, cool. Like, I think that's, what's going to happen to all these players at one point. Right. And so I think I'm going to give them 12 wins for the season. I want to be cautious because I'm a rookie too, and I don't want to go crazy, but like that's, I'm going to go with that. I like it. That's, <laughs> that's fair. You know, one more than last year. It's tough. We won six, yeah. seven ball games on the road. That's a tough thing to do to, you know, do two years crazy. in a row. So uh, as your expectations start going, you got to keep it within check and Hey, 12 wins, I could get you a buy in a home field playoff game. So not bad there. Um, I want to be mindful yeah. of your time, but I've got one little uh, little segment I want to do with here before we get out of here. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Okay. Cart, cart talk has been huge. We've all loved it. It's kind <laughs> of an inside look at the Rams and kind of non-football questions. So I'm going to do a little remix of it, and we're going to do outside the cart with Serena. So I got a couple questions. I'm going to shoot <laughs> your way and just hit me with a couple answers, all right? Okay, cool. <laughs> all right. So this is your first camp down with the Rams, as we just mentioned in Irvine. 
Uh, with this new experience, what's one thing that you couldn't live without at training camp? Oh, let me think. Um, I'm not going to cheat and say my phone because um, <laughs> <laughs> that is absolute must. Um, oh, sneakers. Like, I've been wearing, like, sneakers every single day. Oh, and, and, and sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. I, literally, everyone's just like, holy cow, Serena, you're the tannest I've ever seen you. And I'm just like, yeah, I've just been standing outside in the sun for a gajillion hours a day. So sneakers, because I'm running around like crazy trying to, like, keep up with everybody and sunscreen <laughs> yeah no, those are good i was thinking air conditioning i just got back from vegas with uh, my mom hanging out there and it was like 117 i was like how do you guys live without air conditioning anywhere where it's this hot uh well, those are good yeah, <laughs> sunscreen yeah. the, the, the other friend <laughs> okay if you opened up a restaurant tomorrow what kind of restaurant would it be oh man okay can we i would do the most unique restaurant on the face of the universe because and then i'd get really um fat because i would eat everything <laughs> Um, I would say a Mexican sushi restaurant that serves really good coffee and had like its own little coffee area so that people can like chill and do the little, you know, thing on the side with their computers. Cause I always want a place for that. Like I'm always like, give me a coffee shop that has a good spot where I can sit and work for a while. So, but I actually always dreamed of, this is so odd, but when I was living in Brooklyn, I was like, yo, I'm going to open up a, uh, a string. Actually, it always has to have string lights too. Um, Bear, I don't know if you know this, but the secret to finding good food is that if it has string lights, it's a win because obviously they care about the aesthetics so much that they're like, you know what, let's get some string lights up there because the food <laughs> is like the number one thing, right? Like, oh, we got to have good food. But then if you're like, oh, let's, we've already perfected our food, let's throw string lights on, then of course, that means it's really good food because they don't have to focus on that so much anymore. So that's my trick to finding restaurants. I'm like, oh, it's got string lights and we're good to go. Um, so I always wanted to open up a grilled cheese, um, like, hole-in-the-wall spot where it's just, you just sell grilled cheese sandwiches, tomato soup, and uh, canned beer. And maybe, like, only one, like a Pabst Blue Ribbon or something nice. like random like that. And it's string lights and just grilled cheese sandwiches. And that's it. And then people would go there all the time, like, because it would be so simple. It's like, we just have three grilled cheese sandwiches today. Pick one, have your beer, chill out. So, and of course, string lights. Yeah, so either can... a Mexican <laughs> sushi spot with coffee or a grilled cheese sandwich hole in the wall with string lights. <laughs> well, you can't go wrong with uh, grilled cheese and a beer. So I haven't had lunch yet. So now right. I've got some options here. I've got some uh, ideas <laughs> on where I can go. Um, good, good answer. <laughs> All right, so the next one is uh, you've got one more stamp that's allowed in your passport. Where do you go? Oh, uh, you know what? I've been looking at I've been looking at Croatia, I think also because of the World Cup. Um, and I've, if you just like Google search Croatia, like you'll just be like, why haven't I not been here yet? And I've been to some crazy places. Like I've been to Turkey. I was like in Istanbul and uh, Ephesus and Bodrum. Uh, my family is from Colombia, so I've been to Colombia to visit family there. Um, oddly enough, I've never been to Mexico, even though that is an easy flight <laughs> for me, but I just decided to go really far. Like, I've gone to Australia, like, I've gone to all the, I went to Bali and Indonesia and all sorts of things. But, yeah, I would say Croatia is on my list, and all you have to do is Google search when you're not driving, because obviously, <laughs> like me, I listen to podcasts while I'm driving, but, man, like, Croatia just looks amazing like turquoise seas and just like these beautiful buildings that overlook just perfection i'm going croatia 
Well, the Rams will get your back and take you to Mexico this year, so you can check that one off the list. Right. <laughs> Got that and one off Croatia, already, right. I've seen, so maybe like April. Yeah, I've seen all these amazing pictures come out of Yacht Week in Croatia and that area up there, and I agree oh. with you. It looks amazing. If you haven't looked into that, take a look. It is You get your own boat, and they've got your own captain, and people cook food for you. It's a pretty penny, but it looks like right. it's worth like, it. Why, why not? Yeah, <laughs> totally. I'm like, that's me right there. Get me on a yacht. Let me just smile. I'm good. <laughs> so if you could interview one former or current athlete, who would it be? Yogi Berra. Like, uh, like uh, Yogi Berra, the catcher uh, for the Yankees who played – gosh back in like the 1950s um he was a he's a hall of famer he wore number eight i actually wore number eight in baseball because of yogi Berra. and i think that like this is crazy and like a lot of my friends make fun of me for it but so i grew up a yankee fan i grew up in the bronx a couple miles away from the stadium and um i i say this that yogi Berra is the greatest yankee of all time and people are like what are you talking about crazy like it's babe ruth it's blah 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 it's mickey mantle and i'm like I really love Yogi Bear. I think because he was such a funny personality that, like, we forget, like, he called a perfect game in a World Series uh, game, um, and we forget, like, that he was not only a gold glover, but, you know, an offensive MVP, I believe, um, and he was playing with great players, and to get those accolades and awards during a time when he was playing among the greatest players in baseball history I always am just like, man, don't knock him. And he was a manager. Like, just overall, like, I just love Yogi Berra. And, uh, uh, you know, he passed away. I never got to meet him. But, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I would love to just, like, have a wonderful pasta meal. I would have to have it gluten-free because I'm allergic to wheat. But, like, <laughs> a wonderful gluten-free pasta meal. Um, and, and just talk, you know, nonsense with Yogi Berra and hear cool stories from him. Like, he's just such a legend in my eyes. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go Yogi Berra. He would be a good one, too. That would be a good interview. He always had some really quotable sayings, so I'm sure they'd get some good stuff coming yeah. out of that interview. I have his book. I have his book. So. <laughs> and <laughs> of then, Yogiism. <laughs> exactly. And I got one more for you here before we let you out of here. Uh, what is one thing okay. you would seriously stockpile if you found out they weren't going to sell it anymore? Oh, man. Um, let me think about that. If they weren't, that's a good question. If they were going to get rid of every, hmm, say like curly fries or something, right? Like I'd have to, I don't know how you save those things. I was thinking like non-perishable goods, but I feel like I just had some like jack-in-the-box curly fries. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to eat these every day. I think that's like the plan <laughs> for myself is to eat curly fries for the rest of my life. Because if they run out, I just want to make sure that I'm full of them. Um, so I would say, I would say so sad. I would say curly fries or um, honestly, because it's been so hot and obviously I, I have like so much hair that my, as a joke um, growing up, my, uh, my teachers would tell me that I had more hair than God. And I believed <laughs> them. I was like, Oh, I didn't even realize that that was a thing. And they were like, seriously, Serena, like they would check your hair for like head lice. And they, they were like checking my hair and they're like, you have more hair than God. And I was like, huh. That's amazing. I'd be, I'd be God on something. So I, I feel like if they ever got rid of like hair ties, I would just lose it because I hate <laughs> having my hair down. If you ever see my hair down, you're probably like, oh, it struggles for Serena today. Um, so always love a good hair tie. So if they ever got rid of hair ties, 
I think I'd be like stock up on a kajillion of them. So <laughs> that would be those would be my two things: I curly fries it. and hair ties. I love it. Check in the the cart inbox, and it's hair ties and curly fries. Can't go wrong there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, seems to sum me up well. Exactly. Well, Serena, we appreciate your time so much. It was great talking with you. We'll be happy to have you on any time. Guys, make sure to go give her a follow on Twitter. It's at Serena. On Instagram, it's at Morales Morales. Easy to find on both locations. We appreciate your time. Have fun today at camp. We can't wait to see you back up in the L.A. area with the Rams and all the reporting that you're going to be doing for them. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Bear. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.